Sponsorship of the KQED live audio stream comes from Xfinity Mobile, featuring customized wireless plans. Customers can choose unlimited, buy the gig, shared data, or a mix of both and switch it up anytime. Learn more at XfinityMobile.com. From KQED in San Francisco, this is the Writer's Block. Hello, this is Terry McMillan. I'll be reading from my new novel, Getting to Happy, and this chapter is called Making the Cat Walk Backwards. Mom, you should sign up for one of those online dating sites because at the rate you're going, you're never going to get laid ever again in life, and you're not even, like, completely over the hill or anything, Sparrow says to me out of nowhere. Most mothers would be shocked to hear this coming out of their daughter's mouth, but sometimes Sparrow acts like she's my mother. We're best friends and talk about almost everything. This topic, however, is off limits. I ignore my daughter's comment and just keep my eyes on the non-traffic as I back out of the driveway. We're on our way to the DMV so she can take the test for her learner's permit. She turned 15 and a half this morning. She will take the driving test on Thursday, June 16, 2005, six eternal months from now. The only time these kids wait longer than 24 hours is if their birthday falls on a weekend. Mom, did you catch what I just said? I'm not deaf, Sparrow. My love life and sex life are none of your business. Put your seatbelt on. I'm very aware of that, Mom, she says, and clicks it in place. But it's not normal to live the way you do. She crosses her arms. It's true. Times have changed. I mean, 20 years ago, I couldn't go more than two weeks without having some kind of an orgasm, and feeling desperate wasn't even a concern. I just pick one out of the lineup and call it a night. Back then, we also didn't have to worry about AIDS or vaginal dryness. What my daughter doesn't know is I've been so preoccupied raising her and working long hours so she could take ballet and karate and now violin, which she happens to be quite good at, and trying to make sure that my mom stays comfortable in that facility down in Tucson that I forgot all about romance. I can't even remember the last time I was in love. I also can't believe I've never been married, when just about everybody I know has been divorced at least once. I'm beginning to wonder if it's too late. If it is... It seems unfair that all the good stuff only happens to you when you're young. I find myself gripping the steering wheel a little harder than necessary. So tell me what's normal in the teenage world these days. Not that I'm blind. I just want to hear how she sees it. I already know she's done it. It's hard to stop them. Plus, after showing me a handful of colored condoms a couple of months ago, Sparrow came right out and told me, Mom... I know you don't want me to do this yet, and I've tried not to, but it was difficult, almost impossible to say no, so I'm trying to be smart about it, but please don't worry, okay? I wanted to slap her back to 12, but I couldn't. I simply asked her who she'd been intimate with, praying it was just the one boy, Gustav, someone she'd been crazy about for six consecutive weeks. It's not about my world, Mom, it's yours. You don't have a life. You're too smart and pretty to live the way you do. My friends think you look like a movie star. That's what you should do, Mom. Live your life like you're starring in your own movie. And who directed Miss Eye on the Sparrow? I'm trying to go along with this little game of charades. You waste like 10 amazing hours a day going to a dull job you get nothing out of, which is why I'm surprised you're not popping ADs like Auntie Byrne. In fact, maybe you should borrow some from her since going to the gym isn't doing much for your endorphins. I mean, you're in great shape, but what good does it do if no one ever gets to appreciate it? 
I do. And how do you know your Auntie Bird is taking antidepressants? Taylor told me. And how does Taylor know? Because she found her stash by accident when she was over there. That's not all she's on. What else is she on? Ambien and Xanax. What exactly is Ambien? Where have you been all your life, Mom? It's a sleeping pill, and it's really no big deal. Everybody's on something. Most of the kids at my school get their meds from their parents' or grandparents' medicine cabinets. Are you telling me you've looked in my medicine cabinet for drugs? No. Well, well, yes. I just wanted to see what gets you through the day besides exercise, but you're clean, I'm happy to say. And what have you tried? Ritlin. But I didn't like feeling all wired up and zingy. Plus, I'm not running from anything. I haven't had anything tragic happen to me yet, so I'm cool with my own head. How this child thinks amazes me, and what comes out of her mouth is often astonishing. I never know what to expect, but I am just thankful that she has a mind of her own. What about marijuana? Now that I like, I can't lie. You mean you smoke it? No, I do not. I said I like it, which is why I refuse to do it. Anything that alters my mind can't be cool. Too many of my friends at school are like totally zonked because they're stoned all the time, and I can't study like that. Damn is all I can say. When I see a bank, I remember I don't have any cash and forgot to give her lunch money. I swerve into the parking lot. I have to stop at the ATM. I'll be right back. I take my debit card out of my purse, and right after I push it in the slot and it asks me for my password, I lift my hand to punch in the numbers, but my mind draws a blank. I don't believe this. I can't remember my stupid password. I stand there a few more seconds trying to think hard and keep coming up with all these other configurations, but not the one I need. Sparrow honks the horn and sticks her head out of the window. What's wrong, Mom? Is it out of money or are you? She chuckles. I'm now perspiring. My forehead is beating wet balls. My deodorant isn't working and I suddenly feel like someone turned a furnace on inside me and put it on 100 degrees. Dog it. I don't think I can go through this much longer. It is unfortunate that I'm still having periods, and I'll be glad when they stop. I blow a tunnel of air out of my mouth and pretend I remember the password. This time, I place my fingers on the buttons and just let them press whatever number they are inclined to. When I see the screen change, I'm ecstatic. I get 60 bucks and hand Sparrow a 20 when I get back into the car. Thanks mucho gusto, she says, and tucks it inside her bra. Anyway, Mom, I'm on your side, okay? We've been card-carrying members from day one. I get your point, okay? But we haven't even gotten to your social calendar. I mean, it's totally blank, unless you count my lovely aunties and your bi-monthly DVD outings. But all of you guys live too much by the book. I mean, when you get to be like 50, isn't this like when you should really be kicking up your heels and like kicking ass? I take my eye off the road and loosen my grip on the steering wheel. What did you just say? I went too far. I meant what I just said, though, and I apologize for using that profane word. It was completely out of line, but you get my drift, don't you, Mom? Why are you on my case today? Because it's a beautiful morning, and I'm about to enter a whole new zone in these few short years I've been on this planet, and I was just your little girl in braces, and thank you for these knockers, Mom. But have I grown up faster than the speed of light right before your very eyes, or what? Yes, indeed, you have. My point is that if I can see how fast it's going, then I know you should be ready to, like, let it rip. I mean, don't you look at yourself sometimes in the mornings and think, damn, Robin, I mean, darn it, Robin, is this 
it? Of course. Then how do you respond, Mom? That is not something I feel like sharing with you. Why not? Because I don't, that's why. Is it something you're ashamed of? No. I mean, do you ever think, wow, I feel like a cat trying to walk backwards. What in the world are you talking about, Sparrow? Never mind, she says with a sigh, as if she just can't get what she needs or wants out of me today. I just wanted the girl to get her driver's permit this morning, not put my life under a doggone spotlight for her inspection. I mean, who does she think she is? She's the daughter. I'm the mother. What makes her think her opinions or her little teenage insights are worth their weight in gold? I I mean, I know she means well, and there's a small chance she might be right. But you shouldn't let your kids know when they know more than you do. What I mean is... Do you ever wish you could go back and do things differently? Of course I do, Sparrow. Like what, for instance? I wish I had chosen a different career and been better at picking men. Well, it's not too late, is it? I don't know what else I'd do to make a living other than what I've been doing. Have you ever given it any thought? Yes. I mean, no. I don't know. When I tell my friends you're like an underwriter, it's hard to explain. But it sounds boring. It's not boring. But what do you get out of it? Let's skip the subject. Anyway, I'll think about trying online dating, okay? Good, because I've already set you up on three sites. You can go in and edit your profiles, Mom. Even though I told, like, major lies about you, I had a heck of a good time pretending to be you. And for the record, please don't lie about your age like some of my friends' moms do, okay? Please. I don't have to lie about my age, and I said I'd give it some thought. You think long, you think wrong, but let's be honest here, Mom. The only true loves in your life besides me are those stupid little dogs. Romeo and Juliet are not stupid. They happen to be my teacup terriers, who together weigh about seven pounds and are as cute as a button. They don't serve any purpose. All they do is bark, and you spend a fortune on them. Plus, they don't protect us from anything. A robber could climb over the fence in the backyard and walk right into our house, and they'd probably lead him straight to my room. She bites what's left of her royal blue nails. Of course, they're chipped, which drives me up the frigging wall. She has no idea what tacky means. They're called pet sparrow. Well, they get on my nerves, but you love them, so forget I said it. The point I'm trying to make here is that times have changed, Mom, okay? You have to look for a guy the same way you look for a job. Online is the way to go. How do you know so much about this? Mom, this is 2005, in case you weren't aware. Anyway, 75 to 90% of my friends' parents are divorced, and their moms are always meeting cool dudes with paper and very little baggage, except for those monthly support payments. This, of course, is not something I've had the privilege of experiencing firsthand, since my dad is a jailbird and all, but I don't blame you for that. I just want you to be happy. I want you to fall into that deep, whole call love I know nothing about except what I've seen on TV. Until then, can't you at least get laid? Didn't you wear that yesterday? You shouldn't limit your options to just black men either. Who do you think you're talking to? She leans forward, turns her head to the side, and points one of those blue nails at me. Just because you only like white boys, don't try to get me to follow in your footsteps, sweetie. I don't like them because they're white, Mom. I just like them. A lot of black guys at school aren't even attracted to girls like me. And what kind of girl are you? I'm my own person. I don't fit the mold. 
Oh, so you're saying that white boys don't mind you're not fitting it? They make me feel special, unique. To be honest, they make me feel even prouder than I already am to be black. To each his own. Have you ever even dated a white guy? No. Why not? Because I've just never thought about it. I've always been attracted to black men. Yeah, and look where it's gotten you. What did you say? Nothing, Mom. I've never been attracted to white men. It's because you didn't look at them as men because they were white. I've heard that inside, they're all just guys. You still haven't answered my question. Didn't you wear that get-up yesterday? And, she asked, looking down at this potpourri of clothing even I know as a glamour don't. She's rolling the window down, and I swear I wish every stitch she has on would fly straight out of this car into one of those trash bins lined up along the curb. Even though it's January, she's wearing too much of everything. A dingy white sweater that was once mine, jeans cut off at the knee, and purple tights with holes or runs in them, and she has a nerve to wear them with teal blue high-top sneakers. She is clearly confused, as are a lot of teenagers. They don't care how they look. Sparrow's 5'10", an inch taller than me, so she looks twice as bad as most of her girlfriends, most of whom happen to be white, which doesn't bother me, but she's nothing but a black valley girl, even though all of Phoenix is a valley. All I know is the more mismatched they look, the cooler or more original they think they are. I have never had good taste, but I know from Tacky. And the only things on her that do make sense are the clusters of twisted hair that fall like branches of a weeping willow all over her head and over her eyes, so she's constantly pushing them to the side, more for effect than anything, like using a bobby pin would kill her. I am trying to be a conservationist, Mom, in case you aren't aware of our dwindling ozone layer. Look at that clay-colored cloud out there. Don't you want me to live long enough to see that disappear? Shut up, would you, Sparrow? You're starting to get on my nerves, and it's not even 9 o'clock. I'm going to be late for work as it is, and you better pass that stupid test, or I might make you walk to school. I'd call the cops on you. I'd pretend like I didn't know you so they'd have to go to prison and ask to have your dad sprung so he could come get you. Mom, you're not playing fair. You promised never to bring him up when we play like this. You just broke one of our rules. I'm sorry, my little birdie. You should know Russell's getting out in a few months. Mom, that's like soon. I know. Don't go getting all in a tizzy. He's always going to be your dad. Plus, he doesn't even qualify as being a real criminal. He's just done some really stupid things over the years that he should be more embarrassed about than anything. He's a drug addict, Mom. It's a disease, Sparrow. Isn't there a cure for it? No, there isn't. Abstinence. And you know how hard that is, don't you? She gives me the eye. Can I ask you something? And I want you to give me an honest answer. Oh, God, Mom, not one of these. She lifts her right hand over her eye like she's about to salute and shakes her head. Are you ever embarrassed because I've never been married and your dad's incarcerated? She drops her hand in her lap and looks at me with the utmost sincerity. Absolutely not. First of all, Mom, it was your choice and your right to be a single parent, which makes me proud of you, to be honest. Haven't we, like, had this conversation before? Not really. I tried explaining to you when you were little why your dad wasn't in your life, but I don't remember explaining why I didn't marry him, or anybody for that matter. Well, I haven't exactly been broadcasting that my biological has been living behind bars. I've told a few of my semi-close friends he's dead. Because to me, he has been. 
Sparrow, that's kind of stretching things, don't you think? Maybe. Most of my friends never even ask because they don't care. Everybody's families are like so screwed up or like a really good mixed salad. I've got friends whose parents are lesbians or gay men with kids that are white as snow or black as me and every shade of brown in between. Nobody cares anymore, Mom. Get it? We are who we are, and it's all good. So does that answer your question? I suppose. Cool. On a lighter note, I'm giving you a friendly heads up that if for some reason unbeknownst to you your GPA falls below that 3.0, you can forget about any make or model with an engine. Understood? No worries, Mom. I'm taking APGO this summer anyway. I turn into the DMV parking lot, but before pulling into a space, I stop the car. Get out, I say. I'll be right behind you. She doesn't move. Mom, what is it now, Sparrow? Are you crying? No, I am not crying. Now, would you go? I pop her seatbelt and give her a little shove. Mom, would you do me a favor? What now, Sparrow? Wait in the car. This won't take any time, believe me. What if I don't want to wait in the car? I just want you to chill for a minute. I didn't mean to upset you. You didn't upset me. And I wish you would stop trying to act like you're my mother. Now go pass your test. I don't want to have to go in there anyway. She slams the door hard. She is such a cancer. She is also a spitting image of my mother when she was young. I wipe my eyes on my sleeve and park. I don't bother turning off the engine and just stare out the window at nothing in particular. My mom and dad were married for 52 years, which is pretty amazing. They loved each other with a kind of urgency and grace I have never felt. I haven't loved anybody in a long time, and nobody has loved me. It's not the hand I thought I'd be dealt. I don't think I really loved Russell anyway. He was just good-looking, a good lay, and more like a hard fish to catch rather than the kind of man I imagined spending the rest of my life with. I should have thrown his ass back. Deciding to kick him to the curb after I learned I was pregnant was a major step in owning up to just how bad my judgment had been about him and other men. I was tired of chasing ghosts, hollow men who were outside my comfort zone, men who had nothing to give me except a rush. It was all I asked for, though. And all I ever got. The one thing I've always wanted to do is get married and wear a wedding dress. A white one with pearls all over it and enough crystals to make me sparkle. I'll be 50 in a matter of minutes and I've never even tried one on. My three best girlfriends have had rings on their left fingers, one of them twice. At this stage of the game, I seriously doubt if I'll ever meet the man of my dreams, even on the internet. I don't know what the man of my dreams adds up to. I just know what I don't want. Losers. Back in the good old days, I was a little loose, if I want to be totally honest. And the longest relationship I ever had was with Russell. All we did was pimp each other for pleasure, and back then, I confused passion and orgasms with love. It took me years to realize the two weren't synonymous. Raising Sparrow made me shift my focus, however. I felt a kind of love for her that was better than any romantic kind. Once you bring a life into the world, your priorities change. You change. What you do becomes more important than who you are. I always wanted to be a good mother. I wanted my child or children to be proud of me, and I wanted them to know that I could manage my life on my own. Maybe 
I haven't turned out to be the smartest mother. I probably made things too easy for Sparrow. I've spoiled her, and it's becoming obvious. Not saying no to your children can be a curse. She anticipates my saying yes to just about all of her requests. Yes, you can go to the concert even though it's a school night. Yes, you can stay out until midnight, and when you stroll in at one, I won't ground you. Yes, you can get a new cell phone even though there's nothing wrong with the one you have. Yes, you can use my visa to buy whatever it is you needed, hot topic and wet seal. Yes, the housekeepers will clean the scum off the tile in your shower and get that spot off your carpet after you spilled your root beer float on it. And the list goes on. Bernadine told me Sparrow needs a part-time job at some place like Jack in the Box. Savannah and Gloria think I've created a cross between a little Oprah and Annie Oakley. My daughter has chutzpah and a lot of insight for her age. She also thinks she knows everything. I've told her hundreds of times she can't learn everything there is to know about life from real world and survivor. I can't hide behind Sparrow anymore, though. Time has run past me. And now here I am, 49 years old, with no love life and no prospects of bumping into a man that might increase my joy over the next however many years. Add to it, 18 years of working at a job I feel no enthusiasm for, where does that leave me? And how on earth do you start over? And where? To subscribe to the Writer's Block and hear more stories, visit kqed.org slash writersblock. The Writer's Block is produced by KQED.